Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to be screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a lovely Wednesday in Eastern North Carolina. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7. Trying to get centered. Hey, video guy, center us up, bro. 92. Hey, there we go. Sorry for asking you to do your job. (laughs) I had already done it. We're on a delay. You didn't even introduce me. I just started talking. Stop talking. We're off to a good start here on Pirate Radio on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM and Green 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930, also online, PR927 FM. And and I'm just here to make sure you sound good. What a time to interrupt, Wes. I mean, of all the times you could have interrupted, you go right there when I'm telling folks how they can hear us. Yeah. Cliff, how's your show going? Uh, not great, Bob. <laughs> we are on Facebook Live and YouTube. Anything, Wes? I don't, I don't handle that stuff. That's that's on uh, um, What's this CJ, guy's name? CJ. Okay, CJ. Uh, check us out on YouTube and Facebook Live. It's been fun having Wes here this week i know one guy's not going to talk till he's introduced so we'll uh, focus right now on the gentleman to my right stage left cj schaefer hello cj sir how are i you? like the uh, north carolina hat thank you purple gold white with the state outline very good very good nc flag uh lettering as well yep. and wes hines is here hello wes hello clipper how are you sir i'm great and uh wes you are uh doing a great job this week thank you sir i've got one more day and it'll be over <laughs> okay well, well let's not rush the fun times away with <laughs> uh yeah, uh, you, you bring you. a certain uh a sunshine a, a brightness a chipperness to the office that's good i'm glad and we appreciate that yes sir all right uh cj everything good with you oh no. that's a no what's going on man not since the celtics lost i'm depressed oh whatever what <laughs> y'all be fine you got is everybody locked in tatum brown are we good yeah yeah i mean y'all are fine you know what that's fine i'll look at the positives we're gonna win a trivia game tonight is the draft tomorrow yes it is yeah got the draft coming up tomorrow uh chandler honeycutt is here as well hello chandler what's up clipper you're like you're ready to hit the links my friend wolf creek baby wolf creek oh touchdown wolf creek <laughs> where is wolf creek that's a good question. Wait, you don't know? Nope. You're repping something, you don't even know what it is? I stole this shirt. You stole it from who? No, I was actually given this shirt. Uh, um, Wolf Creek. Oh, area. <laughs> Wolf Creek 2005 horror film. Is that what you're no. representing right now? Mesquite, Nevada. Oh, okay. okay. I thought this was like a local thing or something sure in North Carolina. Too. How'd you get a shirt from Nevada? I gotta hear this story. This is gonna be a great story. Who gave it to you? Um, Do you remember how you obtained the shirt? Because you said you stole it, then it was given to you, and you don't know who gave it to you. Of course, I was 
kidding when I said I stole the shirt. Of course, that was a kid. Of that course, was a joke. for sure, in terms of I'm not a thief. Uh, I was given this shirt. I was given multiple shirts. For, Are you going to say who uh, gave it to you? No! Why not? Because I don't know if I want to, t- to say his name on okay, Sports Talk fine. Radio. Okay, fine. Just say that. So we can move I was on. given... I was don't, I'm this. done with the shirt. Done. Don't care. No. I was given this shirt from a great pal of mine. It's my best friend's wife's father. So his father-in-law lost a bunch of weight and could not and could not fit into all these shirts anymore. He could fit into them. They were just way too big. Way too big on them. Yeah. So he gave me a bunch of so shirts. So he was like, who's a fat guy I know? And <laughs> I said, got you right here, buddy. And um, so he gave me a bunch of shirts and a bunch of golf shirts. So this is one of them. Okay. And that's fine that you don't want to say his name. I'm just curious. Why would you not say a guy's name that none of us know on the radio? Like, what's the, is he a celebrity? Robert Griffin. I hope you're tuned in. RG3 baby. gave me that Robert shirt. Robert Griffin. <laughs> Robert Griffin. I am jealous now. Did he give you anything I can wear? Uh, can I gave, squeeze into one of RG3 shirts? He gave me his knee brace. <laughs> oh. Cool. Neat story. Out of boy, Wes. And it has not been washed. It is smelly and stinky. And it's got the... And it's uh, got blood. The blood and mold from FedEx Field. And the sweat it. and the tears and the, the grass from uh, FedEx Field. Some of them clips tears. Yes. I, I never uh, thought that he shared the name of Robert Griffin III. That's funny. You didn't? Mm-mm. Chandler, I'd, sometimes I'd like to know what's going on in that brain of yours. You don't want to know. Find out at 8 p.m. tonight at AJ McMurphy's. <laughs> He's got a good sports brain. That is faux I've been show. On, I've been on fire. I've been on a tear when it comes to sports trivia with Cliff Brock at AJ McMurphy's, which is happening tonight. At 8, eight o'clock. o'clock. We're going to have a good time at 8 o'clock. Come on out and see us. CJ will have a team there. Chandler will be on a team, and we're expecting a nice crowd tonight. So come on out and have a good time. We had a first-time team last week that had a good time. Hopefully they'll return. And a team that hadn't been around in a while played last week and played really well and finished second. So... Our regulars are good, but not unbeatable. So come on out and challenge yourselves and uh, have fun tonight at 8 o'clock. All right, uh, what's going on right now in sports? Uh, The SEC Invitational continuing on in Omaha, but an SEC team is losing. The Oklahoma Sooners are beating Texas A&M 4-0 in the third inning. That going on right now in Omaha on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. We got some day baseball on the Astros are beating the Metropolitans 4-1. to one. That score in the third inning. And coming up tonight, it is Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final. Game 1, I recall, went to overtime and ended very quickly in overtime. Um, and since then, we've had two blowouts. We had, I believe, a 7 to nothing blowout in Game 2 that the Avalanche won, and then the Lightning hammered the Avalanche a couple of nights ago in Game 3. So Game 4 coming up tonight and I'll probably be watching it because it'll probably be on at AJ's because there's a big hockey crowd out there. But other than that, I've not – other than that overtime period, I've not watched any of the Stanley Cup final. How about you, CJ? I watch it in passing. Yeah. I don't pay super close mm. attention to wow. it. I wasn't watching game three because I thought – I kind of thought Colorado was just going to run away with the series. 2-0, you thought a, the series might be over. Yeah, but well, now we have a series what? again, I guess. We got a series, boys. Yeah, that first game, 4-3 to three in overtime, uh, Avalanche win. Avalanche win 7 to nothing in game two. And then game three, uh, Tampa Bay bounces back with a 6-2 win. 
So uh, blowouts uh, have been the topic this postseason. Remember all the complaints about the NBA playoffs, all the blowouts there. That has trickled over into Omaha. I'm talking blowout after blowout at the College World Series. I saw some numbers on it, like the most games decided by eight or more runs, and they they're on like a ten or eleven game streak of that happening. It's been crazy, and right now you've got another what could turn into a blowout four to nothing uh, Oklahoma over A and M. Bottom of the third, so plenty of game left. Plenty of time. Plenty, plenty of, game. of game left, and it's anybody's game according to Clip Junior. That's right. That is correct, which uh, you probably should keep his name out of your mouth with stuff you've been up to. Everything's fine now. Everything's clear. All right. Can't wait to see you at Thanksgiving Day, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, I can't wait for Thanksgiving. My favorite holiday. It's a fun time. We need, I mean, I'm going to talk to the wife tonight. We We need to do a Thanksgiving dinner soon to prepare ourselves for Thanksgiving like an off-season like season meal yeah like i want the turkey on the dressing i want the gravy i want the mashed taters i want the green bean casserole okay, i, I want gonna, the sweet potato casserole. i was gonna ask you if you're a casserole guy am i a casserole guy dumb question yes huge casserole guy you want to ask me any more hasty questions one of my favorite meals uh that my mom made that maybe you could try sometime uh chicken casserole oh yes absolutely and uh as an adult my mom would ask what i want for my birthday and i'd be like hey just make me some chicken casserole and it took her about three years but she finally did it and it was awesome and now i want some of that right now i want some thanksgiving grow up i want some of that what's some of that what's your favorite holiday wes uh i like christmas okay yeah great time with the family Mm -hmm. kids are smiling and grandbabies um i love them and I love to see them taillights go out the driveway when they, when they <laughs> and, and, and son-in-law go away. Hate to see you go. Love to see you walk away. All right, Wes. Now, you struggled with this on the uh, <laughs> I know what you're gonna on, ask. On the Wes Hines podcast, uh, yeah. on the Pirate Radio podcast. Name your grandchildren. Okay, we got Silas. We got Alina. We've got Cleo, Tilly, and um, the latest one is rory rory All right. well done he has studied the grandchildren since the last time we talked to him. you're the uh antonio cromartie of pirate radio remember that famous hard knocks clip where he struggled to name his children because he had so many uh wes hines can relate to that uh man that's a lot of grandbabies wes yes so uh that's it enjoy all that yep. all right uh cj what's your favorite filipino holiday christmas what's filipino christmas like why are you asking me this i don't know i just think it's fun that i play a character thinking that like everything's so different in the philippines it must be so different down there in the pino i just do yeah it's a fun dense uh obtuse character that i play where i'm fascinated that you've you've never even been there right no i've been there oh you have been there okay uh you have uh your family your heritage filipino well when i went it was the exact opposite time it was like july so no idea what it's like winter in the philippines all right well let us know when you find out all right what's going on in the world of sports i have not followed this uh roger goodell spoke in front of congress today um he says he has no authority to remove daniel snyder as the owner of the washington commanders that's pretty cool to answer to absolutely nobody. Authority? Yeah. It's another way to say authority. Yeah. Cool. 
Uh, so Daniel Snyder is above reproach, I guess. I mean, he's just there until he dies or sells the team. Um, let's see. After initially asking whether he would recommend Snyder's removal as owner of the commanders, uh, Goodell was asked, will you remove him? And he said, I don't have the authority to remove him as commissioner, uh, as, uh, an owner. So man, it's gotta be cool to be rich. Just think if you were rich for one day. You can literally do whatever you want. I feel like Roger Goodell would have the authority. Mm, I wouldn't think so. Hmm. If yeah. you've got enough money, you, know, you can buy your way out of uh, almost everything. Exactly. You, know what they, you know what they say, money is power. <laughs> <laughs> you know one of the dumbest phrases of all time? Money can't buy happiness. That's true. That is, what's true? Money can't buy happiness. No. How do you know? You ain't never had no money. I had a little money. I had a little money Jeez. and it's gone. So. Exactly, Wes. If I gave you money or vice versa and a lot of it, I tell you what, we would be happier than we are right now. True or false? <laughs> True, but but then I gotta gotta remember it'll be gone tomorrow because <laughs> you got bills to pay. You got taxes to pay on the money that you just gave me. Amen, brother. All right, Wes Amen. is under the Christopher Wallace, Notorious B.I.G., Mo Money, Mo Problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wes. Well, I'll tell you what. If for some reason you do hit the lotto, mm -hmm. I will gladly take that money from you so you won't be miserable. Because the last thing I want you to do is be rich and miserable. Mm. How about all these people who are rich that um, go, still go around in their, their 79 Pinto? that's probably smart that's <laughs> probably go up you know what i bet they're happy yeah. I, I bet they're they're probably happy people go up to west and say west what's wrong with you <laughs> i'm a millionaire <laughs> the worst thing happened to me last night i won the damn lottery i won 2.7 million dollars they're only gonna let me keep 1.3 of it might as well be broke <laughs> i hate this <laughs> Well, that's just burning hundreds in the front yard for no reason. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, Dan Snyder. Yeah. God, it's tough to be a fan of a team when you hate the ownership. Mm. But I do it. All right, let me ask you this. What happened the year that, um, that it only had um, a coach for one year? What did you think that year? You're going to have to rephrase that question. I didn't understand. You that Jay Gruden? No, it was uh, – um, when we had a coach for just one season one season that's right the last guy i remember that happened to was marty schottenheimer that's exactly well you're right. going back to 2001 like 20 years ago i mean last Wes, time you were happy as a old sports redskins guy i love this i know what you're talking about but why are you going back 21 years that's a long trip <laughs> what, what about that quarterback that broke his leg real bad <laughs> he was right. the owner hey, right. he was he, the owner he fired him so um, yeah right, i so tell you what that was one of the, my favorite years ever because washington started zero and five and then won five in a row everything got flipped and turned around on a lavar errington pick six against the carolina panthers and lavar tossed the ball in the stands that was their first win then they won four in a row then came back to reality i think they finished eight and eight uh, but I disagree with them firing Marty Schottenheimer because you know who they brought in, Wes? Who? The old ball sack, Steve Spurrier. And That's he right. Sucked. The old That's ball right. sack. He That's sucked. Right. That's right. And then we had to – I don't even know if we fired him. I think he quit to go play golf like week nine of year two. And then well, – Well, didn't, 
didn't um isn't that when uh lou holtz went up there oh boy oh no yes what lou holtz went where didn't oh to south carolina yeah i thought he went to um i thought that lou holtz was in in washington now nah, lou holds coach in the nfl in like 1973 so now we're going back about 50 some years <laughs> it's gone from 20 to, th- to 40 years ago 50 years ago yeah we're about 50 years now Wes. and then you never jotted unitas newt rockney gave the speech in like 1939 i want to say and then the four horsemen from notre dame was like 1909 how far back can we go Oh boy! Um, Seventeen seventy six. <laughs> I just loved it, Wes, when he t- t- thought about issues with the Washington Commander football team. Went back to Marty Schottenheimer in two thousand one. That was awesome. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm ready to go on that trip with you. These guys aren't. They don't know what we're talking about. No. Uh, but that was great, Wes. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, other news and notes. There's no draft buzz. Who's going to be the pick? Is it going to be Skinny Dude from Zaga? No. Chet. Be, you don't think so? Paolo. It's going to be Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith or Paulo. Uh, Jabari Smith, Auburn. Auburn, yeah. Auburn. Okay. Um, I like. Who do I like? Chandler, tell the people who I like. Uh, Mark Williams, Duke. Center. No, I don't like him. You don't? No. Should I? I thought that's. You, who, I thought you said that's who you want the Hornets to get. Well, that's I, fine. I, I'm talking. I was going to. I was going to ask you. <laughs> what do you want the Hornets to get? Yeah, but the, I think the first answer would be a head coach. Yeah. Nah, it's not important. Do we have? I guess if we don't have a head coach, we don't have an assistant coach. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Wes. They will bring in Marty Schottenheimer for one year. That's right. Uh, uh, Jaden Ivy. Oh. But I don't think that's even who I was thinking of. Is that even the Memphis guy that we were talking about last year? Well, the big Memphis prospect was Bates. Amani Bates. 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 Who has transferred, correct? Or he, I think he entered the portal. I don't know if he landed anywhere. Um, no, I guess it was Jaden Ivey I'm thinking about. He uh, took over some games at Purdue. Uh, he is fourth best available, according to ESPN. But they got Holmgren, Jabari Smith. How do you say Palo, Palo's name? Palo Banchero. Okay, Banchero. all three of us said it a different way. So say his full name, CJ. I think Paulo is right. Now, I don't know if it's Bancaro or Banchero. I think it's Bancaro. I think it's Bancaro. I think I've heard Bancaro yeah. a lot. I think all that's right. right. Ivy, Keegan Murray, some dude from Kentucky, I don't know. Dyson Daniels from the G League. That's exciting. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, Mark Williams could be the Hornets pick as they try to finally get a big man. If I'm a Hornets fan, that's who I want. Yeah, there's. Uh, you know what I want? A Duke big man. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> you've already got I'm that just kidding. Right? I don't think that way, and sometimes it annoys me when people think that way. Like, well, ECU can never hire another Duke football coach because the last one was bad. Yeah. You can't really take it out on the new guy because the old guy stunk. Yeah. And I shouldn't look down on, on a new Duke center just because we didn't like Plumlee. And really, I don't think Plumlee's as bad as we make him out to be. He was. He tries. He's pretty good. Okay, he's not pretty good. He's okay. Okay, there we go. Um. So yeah, NBA draft coming up on Thursday night. What else are you following in sports, Chandler? Anything? Man, um, I watched golf this past weekend. You had your major U.S. Open 
not really much going on uh, besides college baseball that I'm interested in during the week. We're in a dead time right now, so uh, that's why we're going to start previewing a lot of ECU football. We'll do it today with our position preview. We're talking running backs with Igo. We're also going to look back at our favorite all-time ECU running backs. Got a ton of responses on Hoist the Colors and Twitter. So we'll talk about your all-time favorites. And we'll have our position, pre- our uh, opponent previews also that will continue tomorrow with Chris Haymeyer, voice of the Campbell Fighting Camels, as Campbell will come to East Carolina. I like we've been talking about this forever. It'll I know. finally happen uh, coming up this September. Yeah, and uh, Mike Mentor, former Carolina Panther, is the head coach there. Uh, fun fact, you did, do you know the first head coach in Campbell uh, football history? Uh, Dale Steele. You, are, you know he? Yep. You damn right. Yes, sir. Uh, so we will talk to Haymeyer coming up on Thursday. Plans to hook up with Pete Medhurst, voice of the Navy Midshipman next week. And Chandler, it looks like we're going to give it, uh, throw it down to Tony. Let's get down to Tony. And uh, Gary to, Hines not available, so we're going to get down to Tony. Talk some uh, pack football with Tony Haynes next week as well, as we will uh, talk to someone from each and every ECU opponent. Had a great uh, conversation with Harry Minium yesterday as we talked ODU. Don't sleep on the Monarchs. Uh, they have five straight regular season wins. Uh, lost their bowl game to Tulsa, but uh, they finished the year strong last year. It looks like they are on the uptick. They are trending in the right direction, as are your East Carolina Pirates. All right, we'll take a timeout. Uh, Jonathan says, Hornets have two first-round picks. Let's hope Jordan does better than the last time they had two first-round picks. <laughs> I remember watching that draft, and I was excited because North Carolina had just won a national championship, and they drafted. We took two. Carol- we took Ray- Raven Felton and Sean May. Yeah, like two out of the first uh, five or six picks in the draft were North Carolina starters from their championship team. Now I might be wrong, but I feel like the Hornets had two last year, but I think we traded up for that 19th pick to get Kai Jones, who we I- haven't seen hide nor hair of yet, and. Same as the first pick we had last year, James Booknight. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jonathan, or otherwise. I want to say CP3 went the pick before Felton, right before Felton. So I couldn't end up, ended up with him. Marvin Williams was the second pick that year. Marvin And who was the number one pick of the 2005 NBA draft? His name is... A player that I like to call... You got ah, uh, Andrew Bogut. Uh, Andrew Bogut. Yeah, Paul went four behind Darren Williams, and Raymond Felton went five. And I was Sean May went later. Sean May Channing went thirteen. Fry, Charlie Villa, Villanueva. Andrew Bynum was in that draft. Darren Williams. So My there you gosh. go. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Jeff Charles joins us on the other side. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. 
The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. Perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Cliff Rock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Flip Rock. Flawless. Well done, my friend. I was a speed reader in elementary school. This is what I do. Wow. This is one of CJ's problems. He does something and then gets really cocky. And then he'll screw it up later. Speaking of AJ McMurphy's, come out to try to finish second place to Coneheads tonight in trivia. Okay. Speaking of being cocky, yep. CJ calling a shot tonight as you the Coneheads will be there. I respect it. I respect it. R E S P E C T. Thank you, Aretha. Wes, uh, great showing yesterday on the five second game, by the way. Thank you. Speaking of music. And I uh, had a lot of fun with that. I actually went back and <laughs> watched that again last night. Oh, it, boy. It was fun with uh, with Bryce and Wes and Chan Man. Yeah, I, have fun. I, I love that game. We might need to start bringing in Wes on Wednesdays just to play it when yeah. Shirley's back. Um, and kick Shirley off the show. <laughs> oh, I, I was trying to go and get myself in into there beside uh, Clipper, but I guess. Oh, not. no. That's exactly what we need. And yeah, well, this would be an honored guest. And, and beside Bryce Williams. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, we'll have to set that up this summer. We used to play, before y'all's time, Are You Smarter Than West? Do you That's remember right. that? I would come up with questions. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. And we'd have a guest. And you know what? Kind of like, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Yeah. That's where it came from. Okay. Tomorrow's your last day of the week, right? That's right. Five o'clock hour, Troy will be here. Mm-hmm. If I can muster up the gumption, uh, and well, basically if I'm not lazy tomorrow, I will come up with some questions, and we could play Chandler versus West. Are you smarter than West tomorrow? Okay. Well, I thought you were going to do Troy versus West. Oh, His no. name's Wes. <laughs> Wes. <laughs> no, nah, we're definitely choosing you, and it's pretty Chandler obvious versus- why. <laughs> yeah. West, <laughs> lordy, lordy, lordy. Nah, we're gonna go with you versus West. <laughs> I just called him West. <laughs> All right. I've had uh, folks call me something worse than that, so you're fine. No way. No. No way. All right. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line and visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us here with on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Jeff, how you doing today? Clip, I'm doing great. I hope you are. Yes, sir. Doing great and in, uh, enjoying some football talk, Jeff, as we're starting to, to dive into our, our summer schedule here, which includes opponent previews on Pirate Radio Live and also ECU football uh, position previews, which I go and I will talk running backs coming up on today's show. And yesterday we began our opponent previews, Jeff, talking to Harry Minium, uh, formerly of the Virginian Pilot for many, many years. Now he is on the, the staff at Old Dominion as their senior executive writer so we talked a lot of uh, ODU football past and present and we'll continue on we'll talk some Campbell football with Chris Haymeyer coming up we uh, are in touch with Pete Medhurst from Navy we'll talk to him next week and I believe Tony Haynes going to join us from NC State next week so starting to get into uh, the, the football talk a little bit Jeff gets me uh, excited for the fall yeah me too I think our attention now clip is headed towards the fall and you mentioned Harry Minium. I've known Harry for a long time. He used to be the beat writer for the Norfolk paper for Virginia Tech. So I go way back with him to 1983, I guess, was probably the first time that I met Harry. And when I was going through my health journey, he called me and wrote a really nice story 
in the Virginian pilot, which I really appreciated. And he's been a friend for a long time, so I'm glad you had the opportunity to, to visit with him. And good to know he's on the staff now at Old Dominion. He's done such a wonderful job all of these years covering ODU and the sports scene in the Tidewater area. And uh, he's just uh, one of the really good guys uh, in our business. But you're right, Cliff. I think we're all uh, looking ahead to uh, to the fall, and I've started to look ahead a little bit as well. I think the college football magazines are a little bit later coming out this year than they usually are. I can remember picking them up in uh, the, like the first week of June, and now they're just starting to get out on the newsstands. Uh, you can pick up the digital uh, versions of them somewhere, but... As far as the actual magazines are concerned, I think they're now just getting out. And, uh, you know, when you look at this Pirate football schedule, I've had a chance to look at it a little deeper here the last couple of days, as I'm sure you guys are as well. There are probably at least four top 25 teams that the Pirates are going to play against this year, and two of them are in conference, uh, Cincinnati and Houston. Most of the preseason magazines have those two schools as top 25 schools. We know how good North Carolina State is supposed to be this year, right? In some polls, as high as number 12. And then BYU, they're popping up in a lot of top 25 polls as well. So, you know, Pirates are going to have their work cut out for them. And as we talked about, I think, in an earlier visit clip, when you look at the last four or five games the Pirates are going to play this year, that's really uh, that's really a tough grind at the uh, end of the season. So, you know, as always, it's a tough schedule, and, all right, so I have to be up and ready for the challenge. Yeah, and even throw Old Dominion in that mix, Jeff. And I, I didn't really realize it until yesterday, the season they had last year, where they started uh, one and six and then won five in a row at the end of the year uh, with Ricky Ronnie there. As uh, it, it wasn't his first year as a head coach because they had missed a year uh, with COVID. So he was there, but. Uh, was unable to play so uh, a strange year for ODU last year but I was just thinking about that 2019 game and at the time that felt like an important win for Mike Houston because they went on the road they beat up an FBS team and it was a good football game well that was a one win ODU team that year you're going to see a completely different East Carolina team on the field this year, a completely different ODU team on the field this year. And the old uh, cliche, Jeff, of course, you can't take anyone lightly. I, I think that applies to uh, this game with Old Dominion, even even with all those other teams you talked about on ECU's schedule this year. Well, I think so. Uh, Old Dominion's got a chance to have a really good program, as you well know. Cliff. Uh, they got up to a great start under Bobby Wilder, and he really built that program, and they had I don't know how many sellouts in a row. It was a tough ticket in Norfolk. And then the program started going downhill a little bit, and then they decided to make the coaching change. And the year the Pirates went up there, I was really impressed with the stadium. It's the old Oyster Bowl for longtime Pirate fans. They remember the old Oyster Bowl in East Carolina going up there and playing in those games. And I remember being uh, there with Virginia Tech back in the, uh, I guess it was somewhere around 85, 86, and Virginia Tech played Temple in the Oyster Bowl, where that stadium is now located. It was basically torn down and totally rebuilt. And the football coach at Temple that day was a guy by the name of Bruce Arian, <laughs> who's gone on, of course, to NFL fame. And Paul Palmer was the great running back. So that was my first introduction to going up there and seeing the stadium. And, and today it's a totally different venue. And I was blown away when we went up there a couple of years ago They've done a remarkable job with that. That old stadium in the press box was just terrific. It was one of the best places that 
that we have worked on the road. So they've got a lot going for them, a huge population base, only game in town, and they should have a good program there. They've got all the infrastructure that they need to be successful. And so, yes, I would expect them to be uh, a formidable opponent. Even that year you referenced clip when they were not very good, that was not an easy game for the Pirates. East Carolina was able to win the game, but it was not a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting game. And Old Dominion has a good following in, in football and in basketball, of course. And so it's always good to have their fans in town. It's only a little over two-hour drive from most areas in, in the Norfolk area. So, yeah, that'll be a fun game. And we all know Mike Minter has done a really, really good job of the Campbell program. Yeah. It'll be interesting to, to hear what uh, Chris has to say about Campbell coming up for this year and Chris Amire, the voice of the Campbell Campbells. So, yeah, no no easy games, Cliff. As you well know, we talk about it all the time. I mean, you got to be ready to go each and every Saturday because uh, there just aren't any gimmicks. And, boy, ODU's going to be tested as well, Jeff. You know from your time in the Commonwealth, they're going to they're gonna be going for the myth, mythical uh, state championship this year because they have the Hokies, the Cavaliers, and Liberty on their schedule. So uh, they have really loaded up and – I didn't. I didn't put two and two together on this until I look, I talked to Harry yesterday. They're moving into the Sun Belt, Jeff, which is a step up. We know how good that conference is in football, so uh, th- that's going to be interesting too, Jeff. I'm not only going to have to study some rosters and everything, but also study these conferences with uh, with Conference USA teams moving to the Sun Belt this year. Well, I'm really I'm really excited for the Sun Belt Conference clip. I mean, I think they have done just a great job. I mean, a few years ago. Uh, they were certainly under Conference USA. Conference USA was certainly the superior league, but oftentimes these things don't challenge, uh, change a whole lot in college athletics. But the Sun Belt went by Conference USA, and they they raided the conference, and they got some of their premier programs. So I think it's going to be a really, really good league. And what I like about it so much, Cliff, is that the geography of it, it's going to be a cost-containment regional league for all of these schools. And I think these schools will be able to develop some great rivalries in conference. Most of them play each other now, but sometimes they have played each other when they've been in different conferences. Now they're going to be in the same conference. Their fans are going to be able to drive to away games. The rivalries should be really, really good. I, I think the the outlook and the potential for the Sunbelt Conference is, is really terrific. And it's going to be interesting to see what they're able to do in football. They've got quality basketball programs as well. And so uh, look for the Sun Belt Conference to, to come on and be a viable league in uh, Division One athletics. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Jeff, while we're uh, talking about the state of Virginia, your time at Virginia Tech, you've, you've talked a lot and you've talked to here on Pirate Radio, Dale Curry. And uh, I remember him kind of later in his career with the Charlotte Hornets. But uh, how about Dale Curry uh, having one of the best basketball-playing sons in the history of the game? That's what they're talking about now. Where does Steph Curry rank amongst the greats after the Golden State Warriors win another championship? And uh, the under-recruited kid uh, there went to Davidson and uh, ends up now being talked about as one of the best all-time. Certainly, uh, you got to put him up there in the conversation for best shooter of all time if he's not by far and away number one. But uh, Golden State, Steph Curry. Win another one, Jeff. Yeah, it was really fun to watch. I, mean, I love Steph Curry. I love Dell Curry. I got to know Dell so well when he played at Virginia Tech. Got to know his family so well. 
And uh, I'm a big Steph Curry fan. I love to watch him play. And you can see how emotional this championship was for him after the game. He had the tears on the floor, and this is his fourth championship. And Cliff, you said something that I've been thinking about here just since they won the championship last week. All the talk about Steph Curry being the greatest shooter of all time, and even Reggie Miller, who is a great shooter, says that Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. But now people are beginning to say just what you said. This guy's one of the best players yeah. of the time, which I think he is. Anytime you win, you win four rings with the same franchise and you've played with a dynasty, I think we can call Golden State a dynasty. They've won four championships and they've been to the final six of the last eight years. Uh, you know, the guy is cementing his legacy and you know, it's hard to believe Steph Curry's 34 years old and he's been in the league 13 years. It seems like he was just four or five years ago he was playing at Davidson, but you know, the years go by so quickly and he has cemented himself now as one of the all-time great players in the history of the NBA. And he's from such a good family. He's such a good guy. Uh, and he's going to have his jersey retired over at Davidson. And the coach, of course, that he had at Davidson, Bob McKillop, you guys may have talked about this clip. Uh, he is retiring. Yeah. And uh, Bob McKillop is 71 years old. Here's a very interesting note about Bob McKillop that a lot of folks may not realize. Bob McKillop was a player at East Carolina. He started his basketball playing <laughs> career at East Carolina and played for the Pirates for one year back in the late 60s. I don't know if I knew that, Jeff. That uh, I feel like I, may, I might have heard that before, but man, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. And it's a game I've talked about over the years I've wanted to see more of, and they actually met this past season uh, for a game, I believe, in Charlotte. Uh, and Davidson, uh, East Carolina played him good the first half. Davidson ended up winning the game, but uh, Bob McKillop, man, he, he's uh, he's he's one of those guys, Jeff, that has looked the exact same ever since I started watching basketball with the the white hair. He's he's looked the exact same all these years. Every time I see him, I think he's so college. Yeah, I do. You're right. Yep. Yeah, and uh, well, Bob McKillop, you just look at his record. I think 634 career wins. What he did at Davidson is just absolutely incredible. And he's been uh, a great coach, and Steph Curry really compliments him and credits him for helping develop him as a player when he played for the Wildcats. And you know, just another really good person in the coaching profession who will be missed. Now, his son, Matt, is taking over as the head coach at Davidson. He's been his dad's assistant for a number of years, so... The McKillops will still be very, very visible in uh, Davidson with the basketball program there. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, we're going to talk running backs later on in the show, so let's take another walk down memory lane with you real quick. Uh, we, we, look, we are excited about the guys we have in 2022 uh, with Keaton Mitchell, Rajay Harris, and and then you've got Pop McKay, Nemo Squire. We'll talk about uh, Marlon Gunn, Camaro Edmonds. There, there's a lot of guys in that room and a lot of talent in that room, so we're excited about that position this year. But, Jeff, uh, we ask people uh, their all-time favorites, their all-time uh, opposing player performances against East Carolina. So, real quick, uh, to end the conversation, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts, Jeff. Who, when I ask you your favorite all-time running back to call games for, uh, who are the names that immediately come to your mind for ECU? Yeah, really, really difficult to pick out one or even two, Clint. But you have to put Junior Smith at the top of the list because he's the all-time leading rusher in Pirates football history. And Leonard Henry was, of course, a, a very, very good running back. We had Leonard. On our show, I did a podcast with him not too long ago. 
Uh, I think of Jarrett McPhail. I think of Scott Harley. I think of uh, even a guy like Cedric Van Buren, who was the running back on East Carolina's Peach Bowl championship team. I mean, Cedric really had a great year that year. Uh, people probably don't talk about him as much as some of the other guys, but you know he had a, he had a terrific year that year for ECU. Was a good all around back. So you know those are the guys that come to mind. Cliff, I mean, there have been some great running backs as we all know at, at ECU, and even a local kid like David Daniels. You know when he played when he played for the Pirates as well. So you know it's uh, it's been great just watching these guys. A lot of great guys who've come through East Carolina as running backs and. Have moved on. I guess you'd have to put Vontae Leach in there too, <laughs> even though he was a, a linebacker, but then he became a running back and then became a running back in the NFL. So Pirates have had a lot of that they have, Jeff. And for the opponent's question, a lot of names to to reel off there. I went with and it was just one single performance. Never heard the guy in the NFL, but uh, KJ Harris for West Virginia had 300 plus yards and, and three or four touchdowns against TCU. And I was there that day in Morgantown, so I said his name. But D'Angelo Williams, uh, we saw his name come up. Alexander Teach, the fullback from Navy. Unfortunately, his name came up, Jeff, to bring back some bad memories. Uh, but one, uh, Mark said Paul Palmer, and Mark is a Philly guy, he's an Eagles fan. And I said, that name sounds familiar, and I knew it from you having Paul on the show as a Temple analyst, and you actually mentioned his name earlier in this conversation, but Mark uh, goes back and says that was a a performance against East Carolina he still remembers. So uh, a lot of those names uh, in the memory bank for you as well, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. But I see Paul every year because Paul does the radio network analyst work on the Temple radio network, and we always talk about that before the game, and that was... One of his great games uh, in his entire football playing career was that day that he played against the Pirates. I can't remember right off the top of my head how many yards he ran for that day, but it was a whole bunch. And uh, he still talks about that and still enjoys coming to Greenville. And uh, seeing the Pirates play every year, he's still very much involved at Temple. So, yeah, there have been some great performances down the years with uh, a lot of these guys. Uh, you look at some of the guys with, uh, you know, the – P5 programs, been some great players the Pirates have played against as far as running backs are concerned. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun to watch all the talent that East Carolina's had over the years clip and also watch all the talent that East Carolina's played against. Looking forward to uh, what we see this year from those Pirate running backs, Jeff. It has turned into uh, a position of strength for East Carolina. you got to give credit to that offensive line as well, Jeff. I, I, how, I don't know how much you follow social media. There was a picture of this weekend, and Mike Houston uh, put it out there and, and kind of used quotes, and he said when he first got here, uh, Pirate fans said, Coach, we, we need to beef up the offensive line. And then he said, here you go. And it was a picture of this year's offensive line with their shirts off. And we got, we got some beef up front, Jeff. It was good. It's good to see because that was uh, an issue when Coach Houston got here a few years ago. Well, I did see that picture clip, and you're <laughs> right about that. And I'll tell you what, it is just night and day when we compare the differences in the depth with this football team than when Mike got here. And, and you may remember back his first year, even into the second year, Sometimes it was like, do you have five healthy bodies that you can you can put out there to play and maybe have one or two backups? And those guys were guys who were swinging between a couple of different positions. And now he's just got so much more depth in this program, both on the offensive line and, and also on the defensive line. We talked about it last year during the season where 
sometimes I think they played 13, 14 guys up front. So the depth has come a long way, and that just doesn't happen because it happens. There's been a whole lot of work going into that clip, and the guys have really worked hard recruiting-wise and turning over every rock that they could find and burning the midnight oil to get these kids in here. So hats off to the ECU football coaching staff. They've done a great job recruiting. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, always uh, enjoyed the walk down memory lane. We'll talk more football with you this summer as we bridge the gap to the fall. And uh, hope you have a good rest of your week. And we'll talk to you again next week here on Pirate Radio Live. Okay, Cliff. Always enjoy it. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Charles joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Enjoyed that conversation. We'll uh, talk about some ecu wide receiver greats with the voice next week we will preview that with i next wednesday but coming up today at five o'clock we'll talk about running backs from yesteryear and also keaton mitchell Raji harris and who are behind those guys east carolina has a deadly one-two punch and guess what they got a full room of running backs in 2022 as well unproven talent but looks like a lot of talent. We'll talk about it with Igo later on in today's show. Let's take a timeout, come back. We'll wrap up our number one here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 56,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All righty. Welcome back into the program. One of the uh, things that goes on during the summer is the basketball tournament. Simple name, uh, TBT. And in years past, uh, we had some ECU players playing in it. Sam Hennett used to join me every year during the summer, talk about his team that was in it that uh, I think made it to the Sweet 16 once. Seems like they always faced off against the former VCU guys, and uh, they always have a good team in the basketball tournament. But that is going on. Let's see who I can find the date. Eh, sometime this summer. Uh, but I did see one name that is in it that will probably make me tune in when he is playing. Uh, let's see the championship is in august so it'll be sometime in july how about uh jimmer jimmer for debt jimmer for debt byu you are correct he will be shooting from 55 feet out couldn't think if he was byu or creighton he had uh dougie fresh dougie uh mcbuckets was creighton you're getting your white guys mixed up um jimmer had a a great season and i don't know if they necessarily went on a run in the tournament i can't remember how far byu got but our, he had some of those deep deep threes that he hit in the tournament and uh went on maybe a mini run there with byu i'd have to look it up to see how far they went but uh i i'll tune in to see him play again oh absolutely 
I love to see if those guys can still hoop, and majority of them still can. Well, he's been playing, I think, overseas. Um, he has been playing for the Shanghai Sharks in China, and not just playing. Let me see if I can find his stats because I want to say he was putting up like mega numbers over there. It's just never translated to the NBA, probably for defensive purposes, I would imagine. But uh, let's see, Jimmer has been playing overseas he has won so he's a three-time cba all-star the chinese basketball association he's in the euro league 50 40 90 club he's a greek league champion so he's just been like playing overseas uh since leaving the isn't that what james legan did former some former ec james legan was playing in australia australia he played in australia for years uh, but yeah, Jimmer's been uh, lighting it up, so he'll be back in the states playing. And they do this thing like regionals, and they play in like you know big time courts and stuff. This year, they're doing one of the regional sites is at Rucker Park, so it's going to be outside. So that might be a cool made for TV event yeah. as well. Wasn't it in Wichita one year? Or was I thinking? The yeah, Wichita yeah, State? and like they freaking packed the house for it. Yes because it and it's a neat idea unfortunately we don't have a freaking program or a culture here at east carolina to put together a team of former pirates but with wichita they have such great basketball history they just put together a bunch of former wichita guys charge people tickets to go see them play and they fill the dang arena to see former guys play so anyway that's your, going on uh, this summer here's your starting five all-time east carolina basketball players well, maybe we should do it, guys that could field a team this year. Yeah. Let's do I, that. Yeah. Like, most recent alumni. All right. Um, can Give me a break, and I'll I'll come back with my starting five. Okay. And we'll talk to former West Charlotte guard forward Mike Mullins. Mm. Yeah. He'll join us on the program. Yeah. Key contributor. GPA guy. <laughs> do you have a good GPA? Yeah, I do. Good. Good to see you, Molly. Yeah, good to see you, buddy. Wes is here. I saw him. Already gave him the uh, what's up. Yeah. I haven't seen Mully smile this much in studio ever, but Wes is here, so he's got a smile on Yeah, him. he always makes me smile. All the memories. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. Mully joins us. We'll see what's going on in sports and find plenty of topics with Mike Mullis when we return after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions. Call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Rock. <laughs> Are we doing a show here? Yep. Oh, hey. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday coming up at 5 o'clock. Stephen Igo will join me. We will talk about running backs from yesteryear at East Carolina and against East Carolina and also preview the 2022 running back room, which is a 
pretty full room uh including two headliners with keaton mitchell rajay harris and we'll talk about the guys behind them as well but before we get there we will chat with mully mike mullis joining us in the pirate radio studios hello mully hello buddy uh we told you that it looked like your uh your secret hideout spot at clark leclerc was full during the super regional and we found out that that's uh that's where all the former dudes yep. were so yep. it turned into a pretty cool spot no we had a great time so oh you were there yeah okay yeah yeah that's where i watched the uh supers okay 10-4 so uh you got to hang out with some pirate greats yeah yeah a lot, a lot of good and, you know good players but great dudes and we uh, a lot of memories and conversations and uh, a lot of excitement and it was kind of a uh, emotional roller coaster down there those it it, it it people can't understand exactly how invested these former players are uh in the success of the program and obviously a lot of that to be attributed to cliff and and the job he's done in in kind of driving that uh, that relationship but man yeah it was uh it was a cool cool environment to be in all right we got here because i was talking about the basketball tournament coming up and i brought that up because uh, i saw a headline that jimmer for debt would be participating yeah, yeah and i might tune in to see old jimmer launch it from 40 feet see if it goes in that's the one they play for a million bucks yes yeah they, yeah they, they, and, and i like it too because i'm a college basketball fan so i see guys that that these are not like big nba guys these are guys that were good in college that you saw 10 12 years ago. i would say the vast majority of them had some success in europe right something like that i have watched a little bit of that because i do find the uh, million dollar carrot to be kind of interesting and it's like syracuse always has a team and the bay Bayheim's army the, the Bayheim's and, and there's army, something yeah. cool about all those guys getting together for like an alumni team too i always wonder like do they get together practice or do you know do, do they even do they work on this stuff or do they just show roll up out there yeah roll the ball out yeah we were talking about an ecu team and chandler you said who's your starting five and i said well let's do it with guys that could potentially go out there and do it today so i have my five and you can uh, chime in, and, and Mully, you're going to have some thoughts as well. At point guard, and we were debating this one, I'm going to go with Miguel Paul. I'm going to take uh, Miguel Paul. Okay. So you're, you're not going with Akeem Richmond? At shooting guard, I'm going with Akeem Richmond, which is the position he played. Oh, I thought he was point. My bad. At small forward, you might have a better one here. I'm going to go Caleb White. Hmm. Mm. Power forward, Maurice Kemp, Darius Morrow at center. I feel good about those two spots. Who, who do you got? The, the debate at point guard was either uh, Brock Young. Brock Young or Miguel Paul. I saw a picture on Facebook of Brock Young and John Wall, a couple of triangle Raleigh boys hanging out this weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Miguel. Adds more scoring. Um, I left off because I don't know if James Legan and Sam Hennett are still active playing. Sam said Does it he retired. Matter? For I guess it does. I mean, we could name freaking Blue Edwards then. I mean, I wanted to name guys that could play currently. Who they could actually participate in this million dollar challenge. Get up and down the court. Right. So who who do I leave off? Jonte Sherrod. <laughs> I like Jonte. I loved him, man. He had a great senior year here at East Carolina. Molly, you were going older. You wanted to throw Garrett Blackwater in the mix? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, but it, look, I... I think the better uh, question we talked about a little bit is is the all transfer team. You know, the team in the in the TBT would be called former Pirates or okay. Uh, you know, the the ship is sank or you know something like that. Chandler, you said we start Jeremy Shepard at point. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll have Elijah Hughes at one of our spots. I like the fact that you're actually writing out lineups. <laughs> I mean, I know you can't see that on the radio, but it's pretty official. Clip much. literally, and he's like, I, I'm, I'm waiting on him to diagram a, a, a high screen or you know something that, yeah. 
go to the basket rebound uh Jaden Gardner's in there uh who else uh all right we'll move on yeah you ready yeah Molly, I tell you what, that was that was great radio, though. But just think what we're about to do. Well, yeah, let's do it. I mean, what? Well, yeah, instead was, of looking into the past, let's actually look into the future or something that's even maybe current. Time. All right, Molly, your That'd thoughts on this current ECU basketball roster? Uh, who How knows? many players I don't do know you know? Single one. <laughs> no. And you're not alone. No, you are not alone. No, you are but, not alone. But I will tell you, I have been impressed with the job that they've done on social media as far as showing workouts and showing the guys, and it's like they're. Uh, you know, maybe a little more savvy to that, but because uh, I guess, well, it's not like now it's not just one person in charge of social media for athletics. Every individual sport has their and team, own, yeah. and and basketball is lacking. Football's ahead. Baseball was unbelievable. Yeah, they did a great job, especially in the postseason. And the guy that did a lot of that was Will Stone, who now is at one of his dream jobs. He's uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. He, uh, oh, cool. He's moved on, and he did a phenomenal job. So good to see basketball trying to keep up, and I don't know. it. Look, just put some stuff out there. Somebody will see it and want to be a part of it. Yeah, well, and if nothing else, I, you know, I thought uh, uh, as it relates back to baseball, the little shove in the back from the umpire that hit social media fairly quickly, and, man, that thing made the, made the rounds, and a lot of people had opinions on it, and uh, it seemed like the ECU logo pop-up was at the perfect time. So, yeah, I mean, I, I um, yeah, that, that, that's, but that's, that, man, let's face it, that is the face of your athletic department and your institution at this point in the eyes of most consumers. And, I, you know, kind of, obviously, I live in that world to a point. Uh, it, it That's how information is consumed now it's it's yep. you know it it's just is what it is and it reminds me of um we had ryan mcmanus on and he was sitting in that chair and he said my son is gonna think i'm cool now and i was like well is it not cool to be director of football ops at a d1 school that's pretty cool and he's yeah. like no now i'm gonna be on youtube with mr beast and uh who's the other guy they said um another name another youtube name but now his kid because all he does is watch youtube they don't watch tv or anything right can see like his face beside a video of mr beast and think his dad's cool yeah no i was at a uh, i was at a tournament yesterday uh in Cary and just looking around at you know guys that were waiting to play you know what i mean they were waiting there like next game and you look over and the whole team is uh, they're, they're taking selfies there and in teams in the dugout before they broke you know broke the field uh they were all kind of piling up taking a picture and then boom it's posted on social media kind of real time so and the number of people that were live streaming these these games by, you know on on the i guess on their own facebook live pages or whatever so that but look man that's just uh again that's just the way that that information is consumed dude perfect was what i was looking forward to you know yeah yeah, 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 yeah i'm yeah. sure you do yeah uh with your boys uh my most joining us what you been doing some amateur non-paying bird dogging uh, you just no, been no, watching just games out, i mean I, you know i'm gonna watch games if there's one going on but uh but just being out and, and kind of being back around the coaches and, yeah you know kind of spreading the word about what we do and so but yeah getting to see a lot of good players uh, you know, some kids that are committed to come to East Carolina, some kids that are committed to go uh, LSU all over the country. It, it's an impressive uh, – and this was, like I said, 15-, 16-year-old dudes. Uh, the, the physicality is nothing short of exceptional. I mean, it's it, – and just because somebody's big and strong, looks good in uniform, doesn't mean they can play, but they certainly look good getting off the bus. When did you end your career and get into coaching training? What year are we talking about? When, oh, gosh, I – mid 90s uh, or no, no, late no, no, 90s no. yeah or? late 90s late 90s yeah. 
And you, when did you coach at Pitt? Oh, late 90s and then uh, actually 2000, 2001. Okay. So from 23, 22 years ago, where would you go to recruit and watch kids? And where do you go in 2022? Oh, a little it bit. It's, 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 so the advent of like the showcase baseball and the what, what – an industry popped up of of bringing good players together to one location now that location uh for example right now uh the world's in uh, orlando area and then in carry in this different age groups uh but then you've got uh, area code games that pop up that are the best players and basically in that area code uh that's up and coming um, it's been around for a while, but those events are just starting to happen. Uh, and then Atlanta. Atlanta is just a hotbed. I mean, if you want to find a college coach, uh, you can find them the next couple weeks, three mm-hmm. weeks. We'll be all in Atlanta for a number of events that go on down there. So, when you know, when kind of when, when I was out there looking at players, we saw a lot of high school games. I went to a right. lot of American. So Legion yeah, let's games. go back to that time period. You yeah. were going to local high school games. Yeah, you go to Legion ball. Yeah, you go, to, you go to Legion games. You go. Uh, you, you know, camp. Was Did they big. have all star games and stuff like? They would. I mean, it, but it was it was nowhere near what right. it is right now. And, and you know, and, and look, some of these teams. Don't get me wrong. Some of these teams are that you know, it's a pay to play kind of uh, money grab deal. Uh, so there are some kids that are, you know, there are suspects and there are prospects. Um, and it's your job to, to differentiate between the two. But and we've talked about this too. If Johnny down the street and his parents and his kid are doing it, the it two dry, houses down, you, it, well, we're going to do that too. And they're not quite as good. Or you that's know. right. Well, and then it becomes the pro guys can consume this a lot easier because they can go to one. I mean, in, in Cary yesterday, there's 16 or 18 teams there. Um, gosh, I don't know how many coaches. I, I mean, how many but, ball fields they got? Uh, one, two, three, four. Four, they got a stadium field and three, so they have a clover leaf kind of set up and just games going on, games going on at all of them. And you, you know, you've got um, uh, coaches from, uh, I mean, everywhere, everywhere in the country. Uh, and, and I say that 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 wasn't super highly attended, but you had uh, Coastal and Georgia Tech and um, Elon, and obviously all the North Carolina schools were represented. Uh, but then you had uh, Pitt was in there. The ACC was fairly well represented. Um, and these kids are committed, man. To I- I'm telling you, there were teams in there from Texas. There was a team from California. Uh, it's not like the best teams in Eastern North Carolina. These are legitimately the best 15, 16 year olds in the country. And these kids are being committed uh, at a very early age. Which it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over time. I was standing there talking to a coach, and we were looking at this roster of this team that uh, was really, really good, loaded with players. And we're like, so these kids are 20, 23 grads. They'll be going to college in, in the summer of 23. Mm-hmm. We're like, wonder how many of them will make it till 2025 at that school, you know, because of the the ease of transferring. Uh, the it, it, You know, it's the coach bringing in a guy from the portal to take that guy's spot. In, any, num- year. any number of things. Yeah. And, you know, right now, these guys uh, and I heard Cliff talking about the other day, you know, they're juggling the, the roster requirements and having to make the cut downs and, and making the changes that are trying to get us back from, you know, from the covid exceptions. Um, but, you know, there's just it's just such a different day for college sports. And when you're standing out there uh, again amongst some pretty good baseball guys, uh, and that conversation is, is really gener- it's kind of around two things, the NIL and the transfer portal. That was the biggest crux of the conversation the whole time. Uh, so, 
you know, it's 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 an interesting day. I will say, do I like it? No. Does it is it is it a crazy science experiment that we're living through? Yeah, it is, and it's going to be kind of interesting to see how it all you know how it all shakes out and how it really changes the landscape. Mike Mullis joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Mully, it has been a postseason of blowouts. It happened a lot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Watching Hurricanes games, you know, they'd get dominated or dominate. It was a big complaint in the NBA playoffs. Just so many blowout series would go seven games, and every game would be a blowout. And now it's crept into Omaha, where every game has been a blowout. But so why? Far. Why is this a surprise to anybody? We've talked about it on this very air that all sports are, are like they are dying for offense that nobody pays to see defense well we'd like to see both teams play offense or both teams suck well, at offense I, so we can get a close game but the problem is if one team has an off night he can't you know you can't stay in the track meet and it's i mean it, it is prevalent it is everywhere nobody i mean it's just it's it's different i mean i'm glad that you have a theory or a reason for it no, I mean, and, me and think about it. I mean, again, I'm not a, a huge follower of the NBA like you are, but I know enough to know that the game that's being played now is not the game that was being played 10 years ago where defense was eh, more like 15 years 20. ago. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But but where defense was some physicality and it was, I mean, it was a different game. Now it's, you know, it's, it's kind of clear out and let them shoot. And, you know, you got guys like Curry launching it from half court as not with any urgency, just as a – you know standard pull up for him so it's you know the, the, again they, the, that's that that drives tv ratings you're not a big nba guy but would you think that one night before the nba draft it would be important to have a head coach and a coaching staff yeah it's probably not a bad thing well uh the hornets uh while mj was hanging out moorhead over the weekend uh kenny atkinson was uh deciding not to go to charlotte as the head coach i saw what d'antoni was interviewing yeah, for that bringing job bringing some old retread but i mean coach. but oh I, i'll tell you something cool we were in charlotte this past weekend and my sons uh had a chance to meet Lamelo ball he Where was uh, so we went to the Knights game, which if you oh, haven't yeah. been to to the ballpark downtown to watch a baseball game, it's man, it's a great venue. But Good backdrop, right? It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is is it's just it's it's a great it's a great setup, and it's very accessible. You know, you would think parking could be a challenge. It's very accessible. I like Charlotte for that reason. Going to Hornets games, you can either ride the light rail or you can stay in the epicenter and walk. Yeah. Like it's yep. very there. It's yep. all together. But, but anyway, but so we're we're leaving the. Uh, on Sunday, we're leaving the, the Knights game, and LaMelo Ball and a couple other gentlemen walk by with their – they're walking their dogs. It's about 7, 7.30, and I, I thought, man, it's pretty cool. But I, I do think that, you know, they were rocking the Puma gear. He's a Puma guy, head to toe. And I'll tell you how effective – if this was a marketing play, and I feel like it was, because why else would you be walking by – the stadium at seven o'clock, which is typically when the game starts. So this is advertising. This correct. Is, okay. Well, Marketing. let me tell you. How, let me tell you how well it worked. By the time we got in my vehicle, both of uh, the the two youngest boys were on the phone looking at what kind of shoe. What kind of shoes were those? What <laughs> it worked impeccably. Wow. And both and all the the three guys that were together were all rocking Puma gear. Yeah. So also the i think one of the other guys might have been a player as well and it was funny you know lamello's 20 years old and he's you know six seven and so i, I said to my wife i said i think the other young guy was a, a player as well she goes well he wasn't very tall well i'm six two and he's significantly taller than i am but he's not six seven yeah but I, you know that's kind of the weird deal where like you're the marquee guy then you've got maybe the 15th man just out walking his dog with you and these kids rush up to lamello ball and that dude's like hey man um i'm you know hey i'm right here that's pretty cool to have your own shoe deal. By the way, go to Shimmer and check out their Hey Dudes. They got some uh, great Hey Dudes over there at Shimmer in uh, Winterville. I'll tell you what, that was a uh, 
that was just to watch you has your, your boy texted you yet about hey dudes now that i just flashed him no okay not do it one more time please so you said they um they met him so they talked to him so oh yeah 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 no, they, they, okay they cool took dude. pictures with him awesome. and yeah he that's uh good to hear. so he started to, we kind of walked by him and and they go oh dad that's that's labella can we get i was like yeah go you know and so they they kind of tried to speed walk up to catch up with him well these you know my sons are not nearly six seven so for every one step that he was taking, they were having to take three speed walking steps. Yeah. I said, guys, you may want to, you know, you may want to get on the hop. Uh, so that, anyway, yeah, they caught up with him and took pictures. And awesome. Of course, at that point, then, then it was they were hanging out with Lamelo and they, they were going to have dinner. And you know, I mean, it was a uh, they went Troy D with it. A hundred best that's, buddies. That's the best. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Good deal. Mike Mullis joining us. You want to hang out another segment? Sure. You got to go? Yeah, no, no I can, I'm good for a little bit. Well, we got uh, a few more minutes with Molly. Take a break. Wesley Hines will come back and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this. To hour two of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. Go to YouTube and search for Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. Watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. And the Bud Light pregame tailgate in U.S. Cellular fifth quarter Collin show during ECU football season. Just go to YouTube and search Pirate Radio TV and smash the sub. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Enjoyed talking to Harry Minium, and that got me in the football mood. We'll continue our opponent previews uh, throughout the next couple of weeks and after we're back from uh, a little July 4th R&R. And uh, we'll talk to Chris Haymeyer, voice of the Campbell Fighting Camels, coming up on Thursday. You know Haymeyer, don't you, Wes? Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, he was... Formerly of WCTI 12 a long mm-hmm. time ago. Yes. Yeah, uh, radio guy here at Pirate Radio. One time host of the uh, fifth quarter calling show mm-hmm. at Pirate Radio. Yes. Just yeah. one game day? <laughs> no, he did a, f- <laughs> a Wes, whole year. Wes, who a is, whole year. Wes, who ah, is, sorry, Wes. Who is I'm, this guy? I'm sorry. I mean, this They'll guy. They'll hire anybody here, won't they? <laughs> Please don't. He was still in diapers when this thing started, right? And he probably (laughs) in '03. I was five. Probably still is in diapers. (laughs) I told you not to say that on the (laughs) air. Wes, uh, Wes, yes. Wes, please don't hate me. Yesterday, Wes was laughing at the dad jokes I was reading, and then Chandler had one line to say, and Wes hated That's it. That's terrible. <laughs> That's just terrible. And so I like that Wes, uh, Wes just doesn't like Chandler. That's what I think in my brain that you just hate Chandler. No, I have no problem with Chandler. He's just not funny. Oh, thank goodness. No. <laughs> 
It's just, hey, look, Chandler, hey, some look, people right. aren't Not funny. everybody can be funny, Wes. And I'm just not one of those people, I guess. <laughs> All right. I anyway. mean, I mean, you were funny yesterday morning when we were having our meeting and you were uh, doing your um, Mike Houston yeah. uh, stuff. And then when you um, started doing everything else, everything went... I tell you, you rubbed, hit the fan. You rubbed West the wrong way with your lack of performance in that promo video. Yeah, I know. And he was like, "Man!" And then you had to give him a pep talk, West. So yeah, exactly, but it worked. It did. Yeah. Maybe uh, look if you see him falling down on the job a little bit, video production wise or anything else. Right. You, you give it to him. <laughs> Let him know. I know. And I uh, and credit to Chandler for taking the coaching. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how it works. All right, Haymeyer Thursday. Uh, in contact with Pete Medhurst as well from Navy, and uh, we'll get a Wolfpack preview in here. Touchdown, Wolfpack! Before too long. He told me, Wes told me, he does. He says touchdown, Wolfpack, more than he does touchdown. He sure pack. does. He really does. Really? Touchdown, Wolfpack! So you got to remember now, I, I have um, um, done the um, board work for, right. for um, the Wolfpack, so I know. Ah. i know wes uh chandler i've known wes for 20 years now probably yeah well um, 18 yeah. yeah 18 uh because i was working no, at we it, it has been 20 years it really has been 20 years because well i was uh, just getting out of high school in 2000 so oh yeah it's 2022 right. yeah all right yeah. because remember you actually had bought a uh um, bought a um, a table yeah went to wally world yeah bought a table and the, um, for a broadcast and then um you find out find out that uh the whole station has been sold so. <laughs> <laughs> it was not as let's say well run as pirate radio is that's right <laughs> back in the old wghb days yes wlnr uh-huh. <clears throat> but uh but wes like so we run o's baseball here at pirate radio mm-hmm. and we have a ghost producer basically the computer does it there's Absolutely. like signals and cues and technology that i don't understand that west does right but uh you know we used to have to run run games so i did like i remember doing the acc tournament and you also in that trailer you, a trailer it was a building <laughs> there in fact in farvel i want a building yes it was it was a building was it on wheels <laughs> no it sure was not all right it was a small building that's right okay i have it wrong in my brain then okay and uh if you remember you did the majority of the uh carolina hurricanes game i did one when they were in the stanley cup uh final against the red wings that went into my brain remembers it as like four overtimes i don't know how long it was i can look it up probably right now Mm -hmm. but that game lasted like five hours yeah and I it was over midnight it was after midnight it was yeah and uh but anyway yeah nobody cares this is just me and wes going over old uh <laughs> old, just a couple old radio guys talking yeah, Chandler. absolutely you respect your your the ones that came before you chandler that really laid the the pavement laid the foundation so you guys have it easy these days y'all are the founding fathers <laughs> i mean i've been with, I've been with uh, ghb since um nine, uh 1991 so that's 31 years so that's a long time so how many uh so we were there and we were kind of doing sports it was sports uh like what other formats has ghb been in your time all right before i started it was country then it was uh southern gospel then it was uh 
Fox Sports Radio, then ESPN Radio, and then it was uh, Pirate Radio. Okay. Yeah, I remember those uh, those doing like some random softball games. Yes, that's right. Lenore County Baseball. Yes. All that kinds was, of that stuff. That was for WLNR. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, good stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. Anybody listening still? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> they want to listen to me that is true wes you are the draw and wes will be here on wednesday and thursday as well that's right so uh looking forward to it all right let's uh take a break we'll come back bryce williams joins us hour number three of today's program we'll talk football we'll talk big rock we'll play the five second game we'll make you a winner we got a lot to do in hour three of today's show and we will do it when we return after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show all right welcome back to the program live well move more and hurt less with connecticut kinetic physical therapy if you're recovering from an injury getting back into sports dealing with everyday pain or fatigue then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well kinetic has a national certified therapist for physical occupational speech and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on arlington boulevard in greenville visit kineticptgreenville.com today now let's head back into prl here's your host cliff brock all right, welcome back into Pirate Radio. Welcome in. Live Clip Brock here with Stephen Igo from Voice Clip the Brock, Colors. Yeah, from Pirate Radio. Stephen's in one of those moods today, and uh, we're in the mood to break down running backs and talk about what else is going on in ECU athletics. Igo, first of all, let me ask how you're doing, because uh, you we are recording this ahead of time because you've got some adult stuff to do today. Yep. And also, I saw on Twitter, I guess, were you covering, or were you out at, is it Beast of the East? Beast of the East. And you talked about one particular wide receiver, and that that receiver quote tweeted you and said, Thank you, Mr. Igo. Okay, right, do you feel like you're getting old? Uh, it's just really, really, really weird. <laughs> I, I really uh, laughed loud when I saw that. Mr. Igo. Yeah, Mr. Igo. I, uh, <laughs> I DM'd him after and. We had a conversation. No, no, I was just like, you can call me Stephen, man. Mr. What a polite young man. What's his name? Uh, Larry Pickett Jr., I believe. And he uh, he said, thank you, Mr. Igo, and talked about his teammates, and uh, sounds like a guy you want on your team. He was playing against my old alma mater, your old alma mater, uh, D.H. Conley, which did not have the best outing at the Beast of the East. And he made a a few great catches, really caught my attention. Yeah, him and and, then Chad Greer's Providence State team, which is just absolutely loaded with four and five star prospects so a lot of good talent a lot of good competition out there at the beast of the east seven on seven and you, you talked about some of the guys you saw out there and uh, including a guy we'll talk about in our running back preview right mr gunn was it marlon gunn yeah he's a big dude 
So we're going to overhype him coming up uh, during our preview. But I go actually talk before I introduce them. We couldn't even officially introduce them into the show, but we will now, Stephen. So sit thanks back, for having me. Yeah, relax, enjoy your iced you coffee, yeah. and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Iced coffee with no coffee or no ice. I go. I go. I go. I go. He's the one you know. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. He's good at MLB the show. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Where did Chandler go? I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. I'm sitting right here, bro. This song continues to grow. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Can we just get back to the show? I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Hi, this is Micah Rashko. Coach Mo. I go, I go, I go, I go. And we are back live. Well done, guys. Dave Doran lost to Coach Mo. <laughs> not as not as good as Mike Oresco, but garden. <laughs> uh we're gonna so I'm sure Dolan's a great great game. It's gonna be tough to top that one, but you've got a lot of weeks to try to do it so even the week will be off for july 4th we will have to like add a couple in there so when steven gets back <laughs> no, it'll be don't. even like please another just, minute longer just leave it the same uh yeah this might have been a bad idea by the time we get to august september but we're rolling with it now uh, it's one of my favorite bits we've ever done just adding on to something it's it's great so. what is the do you guys have the official length of time of this intro song now there's a little music that plays after it but how long does the clip say it is chandler up there 144 144 it just seems so yeah. long like in radio time that's a long time mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be the time of a full commercial break soon. And it doesn't look that long when you see two minutes, three minutes. But, man, it is a long, grueling time. People are going to cut on Pirate Radio and think it's a music station after a while. It's just going to keep playing the same song over and over. Speaking of music, I wrote the lyrics out to uh, Sympathy for Jeff Comfer to the tune of Sympathy for the Devil. And uh, I think we're gonna, I'm going to bust that out here. All right. Can't uh, wait soon. to hear that. Maybe on uh, one of the best of, since we won't be on Facebook and YouTube. I can actually play the music while I sing. Right. We need to get B-Bays to give us a drop. Stand by, Stephen, because we've got the running back position preview coming up later on. But I really like this. I like talking about uh, your favorites, folks, from years past. And uh, put it out on – last week I did Facebook and Twitter. This week I did Hoist the Colors and Twitter. And uh, got some great discussion from your minions, Igo on their favorites of all time and uh and they answered the question so let's run through some of those first i'll give you mine i 
I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna say Tay Cooper is my favorite. Favorite. <laughs> I think I'm gonna say Tay Cooper because it was an underrated part of that Lincoln Riley offense, the run game. He had some some big games, some big moments against like North Carolina, against the in-state teams that were big. Had a big one in the uh, the the bowl win, the only bowl win we've seen in a long, long time. Uh, and he was he was he wasn't like a great interview, but he was like interviewing like one of your buddies, like just a yeah. regular guy, old country boy. He'd give you the answers, uh, you know. He'd, he'd speak from the heart, give you the answers you needed. So, uh, Tay Cooper is my favorite, underrated, and this is probably a sentimental pick, but I think um, I think it applies. Brandon Simmons, just for what he did, he wasn't expected to be like a big time D one player. He came in as a transfer from. I believe was it Elizabeth City State? Yes, and came in and was a big part of the offense when they needed him. When they needed some tough yards, when they needed some pass protection, uh, and plus it doesn't hurt that he's been a friend of the show uh, since he played here. So I'll go Brandon Simmons there. Favorite play? Um, this was brought up, and I'm not stealing it from anybody, but the third and 28 draw to Breon Allen is probably the most ridiculous play I've ever seen because it looked like what it would look like if a team just quit on the other right. side. And North Carolina looked like bumbling idiots as Breon Allen on a play that you run just to not turn it over, just to be safe, turns into a touchdown, and the crowd goes wild. Uh there are tons of Chris Johnson, Keaton Mitchell plays, but that third and 28 is it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Just a guy run through an entire defense on a play that is basically taking a knee. So that, that I'll use that one. And then opposing running back, I was at the game in West Virginia a long time ago with Nate Summers and Brock Letchworth as they took me along when I was uh, a student at East Carolina. And we saw K.J. Harris – which everybody had a monster day. Um, Chris Sutton. Not Captain Chris Sutton. Chris Henry, RIP, uh, had a big day for West Virginia that day. Pac-Man Jones scored a touchdown against East Carolina that day on a punt return. Uh, but K.J. Harris... What team? Uh, KJ- oh, yeah. I remember looking at them before the game and seeing like over half their roster was from Florida. Yeah. Uh, they they did some Florida recruiting. Uh, was that Rich Rod? I think it was Rich uh, Rod. Yeah, early Rich Rod. Or, because yeah. then a few years later, so this Bill was Stewart. 2004. And then when by the time Bill Stewart was here, when was Skip's first year, 05? So this 05. was 04. This was the game that ECU kicked off uh, to start both halves. Yes. I was lucky enough to be at that one. One of the fails of one of many fails of the john thompson era kj harris over 300 yards three touchdowns in an absolute route kevin roach did score a late touchdown i remember that for some reason let's go through yours i go uh throughout throughout all the years man so many good running backs to choose from um but i'm gonna go with leonard henry there was just something about watching him run growing up like he was just he was huge man he was just a big physical running back he kind of ran straight up and down like you don't see a lot of running backs do that, and yet he was just extremely effective. You know, could easily be mentioned as the most underrated running back of all time as well. Jeff Charles thinks so. Yeah, I mean, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, Just like Jeff Charles says, I mean, because he was that good. I mean, David Garrard got a lot of the attention, but Leonard Henry was a stud, and he was consistent. Um, 
Yeah. All those good teams I go where we talk about the passing numbers, we had a, a good, good run running back. game and a good running back. Yeah. I mean, Tay Cooper is probably right up there for the same reason that Shane Carden was so high for me because that was right when I was starting to beat um, and, and interviewing these guys, getting to know them, and, and Tay was awesome. And the, If he, he was a four-year guy, yeah, he might be up there. Absolutely. So, no, nah, he, he's, he's up there. Uh, most underrated, I mean, there are several. Um, I like the Brandon Simmons pick. You know, Breon Allen could definitely be in that category because a lot of people forget how good he was that year after Cooper ran for a thousand. Um, Breon was very close to a thousand. Yeah, eight sixty nine, I believe, was his total, and he averaged like six yards per carry over his career at ECU, which is extremely good. Um, you remember the? It, they're not going to be the answer, but this is one of my favorite memories: uh, Torrance Hunt and Zico Pursuit year, where they yeah. were trying to. I'm, I meant to bring up Zico for uh, just for uh, for giving it their all alone. You had a tight end and a corner playing a running back and eleven, I believe. It was like doing what Cliff Godwin did this year, baseball wise, just kind of putting mm-hmm. guys in spots yeah. to try to like put together a win for one Saturday. Like, just, don't even worry about next week. Yeah. Just like. We'll put Zico in for this play and see what happens. It was bizarre. Um, I have to go with, you know, somebody mentioned Art Brown, but I'm going to go with Dominic Lindsay. He ended up having a monster year in 2009, I believe, Uh, and he dealt with the injuries before that. A lot of people kind of written him off, and he came on strong that final year. Another guy that a lot of people forget about is Brandon Fractious, early Skip Holtz era. He Mm. had a good day versus NC State in that win. I got to tell you, I remember the name more than I remember yeah. him doing anything on the field. He had some solid numbers if you go back and look, and he was part of that James Pinckney. You know, he was he was one of the big running backs during that time, Brandon Fractious, James Pinckney. Other than the Chris Johnson senior year, Skip really loved the committee mm-hmm. and also loved the doghouse if you fumbled. So guys were in and out. He did whatever it took to win a game, not to pad a running back stat. So we had so many guys in that era and I was looking through the answers. We're going to see some of those names from that same time frame that we hadn't even mentioned yet because right. there were so many guys in and out. So They had a lot of good running backs and they yeah. ran the ball a lot, so it made sense. Uh, favorite all-time play? I mean, that's tough, um, but probably Chris Johnson's kick return. Oh against Southern Miss in the overtime win in the James Pink era. That was one of his signature moments before his senior year. And I remember Carter Blackburn was on the call. Johnson to the outside. Johnson's got a chance to break it. And that was one of the first times we saw like his electric speed. Yeah, uh, And then, of course, like his senior year, he had the Hawaii Bowl run, and then he caught a screen versus UNC where he just oh, left yeah. guys in the dust. So screen that was a screen where you like give your time, <laughs> give your blockers time to get out there. Didn't you, you sit behind them. He just outran. He ran everybody. It was ran past everybody. Unfair. It was really unfair. Uh, Chris Johnson has a... So basically any Chris Johnson play. Pretty much. And we'll talk about a lot of those when we look at responses. All right, Igo, you've been to a ton of games now, so tough to pick one, but does a running back performance stand out against ECU? Man, that's the thing. There are so many. Somebody said uh, Ramon Davis from Temple, I think it was that Thursday night game, he he just kind of ran through ECU in 2019. Um Marlon Mack, I don't know if he's mm. been mentioned in South Florida. He had a yeah. huge day. He had back-to-back 100-yard games in 15 and 16 for South Florida. And ECU kind of hung around in both games, but he had some big runs to kind of put that thing away. Um, 
I mean, the Navy guys, I don't even know if you can count them as running backs. They're just, they're just machines out there. We got to be the only people that still talk about Alexander Teach. Yeah, I mean, he just... We could have our, our own fullback. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll do that next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll just have our own fullback show where we just talk about Alexander <laughs> Teach. You know, he's not a running back, but Malcolm Perry for Navy's quarterback, like he basically was a running back playing quarterback. Just seeing him field level slide off because I was taking pictures that day. I've never seen a guy who was tougher to tackle. Like, I swear he greased up his entire body <laughs> because ECU would have him just wrapped up and he would just like scoot or like slide slither however you want to describe it he would just fall forward off three or four guys six seven yards it was uh it was an incredible display of athleticism uh i just thought of one too and this was not super impressive it was the most frustrating thing ever but how about the one particular drive by mike davis yeah. for south carolina completely killing an entire quarter's clock mm-hmm. by just running three yards three and, and getting a first yards down. up the middle and we saw marcus Lattimore, but i feel like ecu did a pretty good job multiple times against Lattimore. i uh, remember d'angelo williams killing us i feel like one of the main times was on the road he might have done it at home and i might have seen it live but i don't recall it so i know he used to torture us at memphis there was a southern miss running back who i can't remember his name but he was like just this little shifty dude and i don't know if he ever had a huge game but he just was always like a pain in the ass uh can i say that you did all right uh like it we're be- recorded so he could beep it it might be right. funnier if we beep yep. it third and five like they would just like throw a swing pass to him and you'd have him wrapped up maybe somebody can come in with his name ucf had some good backs kevin smith kevin smith was a problem and uh had others who don't come to mind right now uh chan man would you like to give your answers uh nobody mentioned by the way steve slayton who took another west virginia uh, on the back i was not but that was like at west virginia yeah i'm sure he went because ecu did pretty well against noel devon noel yeah they had some, some fun players that ECU made look not fun because of the defense. All right, Chandler, you want to give some answers? Um, favorite? I, favorite, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go Chris Johnson. Uh, that was about the time a young Chandler was in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium watching him ca- Pirates. catch a screen pass against TJ Gates in the Carolina. The, uh, yeah. the and, eye of Pam Brock. By the, <laughs> by the way, that game, Yates to Knicks, Yates to... Brandon Tate, yeah, uh, just so many explosive plays in that game. That was a re- that ended on that was a an awesome game. last second field goal. Uh, in that 07 season, I mean, he was returning kicks for for touchdowns. He was breaking them off against UCF on that at an, in a night game in Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, most underrated, I might go Breon Allen. Okay, um, just really liked how he uh, he ran the football and then. Uh, I didn't even think about this, but I'm going to steal a lot of people's answers for this one. The third and 26, third and 28 uh, against Carolina to just really just that was the break the roof off of Dowdy yeah. Ficklin Stadium. Um, I mean, because everybody in the stadium is like, all right, just get about uh, four or five yards. All right. Don't fumble the football. Yeah. If I go get a drink now, by the time I come back, they would have punted and like, it was like a TV timeout. Yeah, it was like the weakest display of defense <laughs> I've ever seen. Awful. Like guys were for UNC were like running thirty yards down the field, not even looking at the play. Like I don't know what they were doing. It's almost like they had thrown the game. There. I know it looked like they they were trying to lose. Yeah. And there was uh, not to cut you off, Chandler, but the year prior in Chapel Hill, I remember doing uh, the Rough McNeil Fantasy Camp, and there was a play 
but there were only nine UNC defenders on the field. Jeez. And Ventavious Cooper had like a 30-yard run, and they were going over, like Lincoln and Donnie were going over the film. They were like, now what do you guys think made this play successful? He's like, all right, let's count the <laughs> count the number of UNC guys. And he's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. So they were like so confused and uh, just a gash because they were down two guys, 30-yard run in that in that blowout in Chapel Hill. So that's another play that not many people will remember. Making fun of Carolina's defense, always fun. So. Um, I'm For some honorable mentions for the underrated running backs, I'm going to have to go with some Sampson County guys, Brandon Simmons from Hopton, Leonard Henry from Clinton. Uh, Leonard Henry being what second in rushing uh, he's, all he's time beast, and, and still not in the Hall of Fame. Um, like what are we doing? Like y'all said earlier. Oh, Jeff Charles is a. He's, I mean, he's right. Though. I'm beating like, that drum. I'm beating that drum, and I've been beating it <laughs> for a long been time. In five years ago, man. Um, he played so, in the NFL. He was pretty good. Yeah, I'll mention so, those guys uh, because Brandon Simmons. Um, it was split between. I mean, he was behind Chris Johnson, and then 08, It was like what him and Dominic Lindsay. Lindsay. Um, so, uh, what's the next one? You already did play. You've done okay. like three so in the wrong I'm order. So, I'm going to go, all right, I'm going to go. But now you got to do the opposing running back. And see, that I'm going to go as a whole team. Navy putting up 520 yard, 21 yards. I was at that game. Stayed yeah. the whole game. I have got the t-shirt from that game. Oh, that, yeah, you've the, worn the, it here the, at the tie yeah. I've got that t-shirt. 521 yards on the Why ground for Navy. It's a sleep shirt. Why is there a t-shirt from that game? That's a better question. I, well, who I sold think it? It was military. I think the J, the ROTC was selling them. Oh, okay. Um, you have Alexander Teach with 157 yards rushing. Ricky right Dobbs. Three carries. <laughs> Ricky uh, Dobbs. Ricky Dobbs. Ricky Dobbs. 100 yards. Chris Proctor, 78 yards. Vince Murray, 68 yards. G.G. Green, 47 Gee. yards. What is it? What's the yards per carry do you have? Oh, God. 11.2 for Teach, <laughs> 5.9 for Dobbs, 15.6 for Proctor, 8.5 for Murray, 7.8 for G.G., 13 for John Howe. Yeah. I mean, and there's, and there's Bo, Bo Snelson with 25 yards. I mean, everybody got into the act on this day. 521 wild. yards on 62 carries, eight touchdowns, and the longest was 64. Mm. I'm going Navy. It was just like watching the Red Sea part on that fullback dive up the middle, man. Like, nobody, the saddest thing was he wasn't even breaking tackles. He would just, oh, yeah. <laughs> he just take a handoff. And just scamper his little feet right up the by Josh yeah. Smith, right by Mikael Brooks. Nobody would touch him. Uh, boy, singling out Josh Smith. We'll have to ask him about this game next time he comes in the studio. To he take was a on dunk. that field. All right. Uh, let's get to some other answers and we'll run through these. And I'll say if we haven't mentioned them as one of the answers. Uh, Berg Pirates says Dominique's his favorite. Here's an example. I go what I was talking about. Giovanni Ruffin, most underrated. Another guy in that mm-hmm. skip era. Did he go over to the? Yeah, he went. He went one year skip, one year rough because he was on the 2010 team along with Jonathan Williams. Did he have a touchdown against Stank? He had a touchdown. He had a touchdown in a big game. Houston. Who was this? Houston. That's what I was thinking of. Giovanni. Yeah. The yeah. D- dive at the pylon. Yeah. In the rain. That was a pretty awesome touchdown. And Berg mentioned the Davis guy from Temple. I, I must have blocked that one out. I don't remember that one at all. It was good. Uh, Pirate 100 has Scott Harley as his most underrated. Um, he has Rice at ECU. He, had, he said Rice had their very own Rudy. 
I don't recall oh, that. I don't recall was that. He like five, was he like five, 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 six running back? I, I don't I guess so. But uh, Rice used to run the triple option. I'm guessing it was after then. Because I kind of vaguely remember a white running back for Rice. I remember Jarrett Dillard. Oh, yeah. The receiver. Do remember him. Uh, Dover Pirate, his uh, opponent is Daryl Henderson, now a Ram. For the Memphis. uh, For Memphis, said he could not be tackled, and he felt very sad that day in 2018. Because that was a pretty good game. That was one of the games late in the Scotty Moe era where it was like, hey, we got a shot to beat a pretty good team. If you win this game, it kind of changes your outlook on making a bowl game, and they just couldn't stop them. Because remember, all that whole year it was like the defense was playing well, but the offense wasn't. And then they got to that game, Holton, and that was the Sneed game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the final score ended up being like fifty-eight to forty something. Mm. But they just couldn't stop that Memphis offense. Uh, Velvet Kramer Owen goes with. Uh, Coop. Everything Coop. Owen in Tampa. He's a Coop guy. Widespread Pirate. Tony Collins is his favorite. Anthony Collins, as he was known then. Junior Smith. So he's a, a bit of an older Pirate. I mean, the, his most underrated. Anthony Collins. Uh, we hadn't even mentioned Ernest Byer. Yeah, like, I was who, about to say, like, Scott Harley, Tony Collins, <clears throat> Junior Smith, um, Crump. Like, we, that's just a lot of good running backs. For us. Yeah, yeah. There's just so many good running backs that haven't been mentioned. Uh, and Kelvin Bryant uh, from North Carolina also played for the Redskins. Six touchdowns, 228 yards in 1981. All right. Glad I was not at that one. Uh, right before I was born, I go. Uh, Yakin has only been here one season, so his answers are <laughs> Keaton Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell, and Keaton Mitchell versus Tulane. I mean, there's a chance if Rajay and Keaton continue on their current path, depending on how long they play, they could easily go down as – one of the best running backs. I think a lot of it depends on how these this season and next season goes, but you know, a lot of it is tied into your team success. Like if ECU goes on to win a conference championship, all of a sudden guys like Holt Naylor's, Keaton Mitchell, Rajay go from good players to like pirate legends. I probably shouldn't even mention that Rajay is my favorite player, uh, because Brandon Suggs and Ryder Giles transferred out. You probably shouldn't. Okay, I won't. Uh but really enjoyed talking to him, getting to know him last year. Uh, let's see, G Vegas, Jamie Wilson, our first D.H. Conley product, Jamie Wilson mentioned, who uh, was big in the, the Miami win in Raleigh, and uh, he's uh, looked at as most underrated. Uh, let's see, Leonard Henry is Chris's favorite. Uh, Carlester Crumpler would be, now, now BCP just has listed names, one, two, three, so I don't know what he's getting at here, but... He lists a couple names we don't have. Carlester Crumpler and Jarris McPhail. Uh, mentioned those names. Clint the, North Carolina stand-up. Theo Sutton for Asheville Pirate. Hip. Now, these are the people that just can't follow directions, but I'll read it anyway. Willie Hawkins. I don't, I'm not familiar with Willie, Willie Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah. No idea who that is. So. Uh, Pirate Tiger's favorite play is every run by Scott Harley against NC State in 1996. Um... Let's see. Any other names? Cedric Van Buren is most Great underrated, name. according to Pirate Rep. I agree. Uh, Looking up Willie Hawkins' stats, he had uh, he played from 1974 through 1977 at East Carolina. 344 carries, 1,754 yards, 5.1 yards per carry, 15 touchdowns. So All right, Willie. Willie Hawkins, pretty damn good running back. Shout out to Willie. Uh, Pirate Coasty's favorite play, I go... 
is Jonathan Williams running over West Virginia defenders. Power! Holy cow! Just powered his way in. Mike Patrick is still at the old folks' home right now talking about that play with all of his bunkmates. Holy cow! <laughs> Todd Blackledge still eating bees barbecue. He's <laughs> still there, folks. He is 500 pounds right now. Somebody go help him out. All right, let's see. Any other names? Parker Pirate. One of my classmates at ECU, Art Brown, uh, is his most underrated running back. So I looked up an article. Or I looked up ECU running backs all time. I come across a old Hoist the Hoist Colors. The Hoist the Colors. Hoist the Colors. Ranking the best East Carolina running back since 2000. This oh. was published at June 27th. 2017. I go list all the names in order. <laughs> Coming in at seven. That's a great question. Jonathan Williams. Holy cow. Just powered. Number six is Marvin Towns. Oh, whose name has Marvin not come Towns up. Ahead of Jonathan Williams. I remember I go a cover of a program in the Thompson era where we were promoting our 1,000 yard backs because we had Towns and Brown. And was there another one? It might have just been them two. But anyway. Number five, Art Brown. Number four, Dominique Lindsay. Number three, Coop. Coop. Number two, Leonard Henry. And then, of course, number one, Chris Johnson. Mm, Breon snubbed. <laughs> Just kidding. Wait. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I really um, I brought up this article because Marvin Towns was not mentioned at all. Yeah, top three. Right, right, what's, right. What's, what's, top what, three. Chris Johnson. Coop, Henry, Johnson. Okay. I feel like Marvin Towns had a low-key good career. He just put us on bad teams. I'm looking at his stats. He had at least uh, one 1,000 What you wrote about Mark Towns. Mark Towns? Or, or Marvin Towns, sorry. A talented rusher. Towns played for the Pirates during a during a tough era from 2001 yeah, to 04. But he had his moments. The speedster rushed for 1,793 yards over his four-year career, including a 1,128-yard eight-touchdown campaign in 2003. Towns How also many added 36 grabs for 249 yards in the air over his tenure as a Pirate. I was going to say, did he have a lot of receiving yards his last year? Because he played 10 games and barely touched the ball. So Yeah, I think he... Maybe he wasn't a Thompson guy. Injured. But he had a 1,000-yard <clears throat> season under Thompson over three. Okay. His first... Uh, so, Thompson's first year. All right. there's. Uh, let me run through uh, a couple others here, see if we have any names that we have not brought up yet, and then we'll get to the current Pirates. I go and I talked about before the show, we actually like doing this more than talking about the current players because it's fun to look back fun to uh to talk about all right uh buck wild's favorite is rajay harris uh let's see any other names oh i love this one this is before y'all's time but one of the great names napoleon kaufman uh played for the Raider. Raider. he was drafted really high i think he flamed out in the nfl but he played for washington and he said uh Oh, he didn't even see it live, Pirate R, you phony. Uh, but he said Napoleon Kaufman is still running the ball against ECU in the early 90s. Love that name. Uh, let's see. Any other names? Norman so, Willie. Michael Dobson getting a mention. All right. Oh, Norman. Did you say Norman Willie? Norman Whitley and Brandon Simmons are Wayward Pirates favorites. I do have a bone to pick here, though. With. Chris Harrison as underrated. I go and I. How many years did we Harrison. come in here and say, "Is this the year Chris Harrison gets a thousand yards?" Four years. We did it for every freaking year, 
and i liked him great guy fun to talk to i remember him coming in for brian allen in the bowl game in birmingham and and i remember thinking like all right he's going to be the guy next year uh running the ball and getting a thousand yards and oh he would crush it against fcs team towson, towson. he, he ran had a long touchdown run against towson and I was we were like, like here we go it. baby i was like chris hairston i wanted him to be really good well, he had an offer from wisconsin so i was like if wisconsin's out here offering running backs they gotta be good yeah <laughs> ron dane uh monty ball chris hairston <laughs> James White. James White. Uh, Darrell Scott from Maryland. Darrell. Uh, or did he say his name different? Daryl? Uh, uh, I don't remember that. I just remember Torrey Smith toasting our boy Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I remember the quarterback talking crap for that game, too, and then he backed it up. All right. Tony Baker mentioned as uh, an underrated guy for Blackheart. And I'm seeing if there's any other names. Has we have Ernest Bonner been said? I said it briefly, but you gotta, you know, you gotta go back. So you gotta go back. A lot of uh, maybe Mark, younger. Mark, Mark, Mark. Uh, Ira Pirate says Eddie Hicks. I promise you this: line him up with any other ECU back in a sprint, and he would do well. He was Chris Johnson before Chris Johnson. All right, that's that's cool. There was Eddie Hicks that also had a pick six versus ECU in that Southern Miss 06 game, where Chris Johnson also returned the kickoff for a touchdown. That's a great stat, Iga. That's why we. Because I've seen the highlights of that game on YouTube at least six hundred times, and Carter Blackburn's like Eddie Hicks down the sideline. Eddie Hicks will go. Every time I hear Carter Blackburn, I think of Pete Gillen because they always did yeah. basketball games together, and he'd always say, "Carter, I tell you, Carter, they got to go to the zone here, Carter. Hey, Carter." Such a dynamic duo because like two very distinct voices. I love Pete Gillen, and I say that unironically. I legit. I'm a huge fan. And when Rex Chapman uh, said he passed away, it really broke me up for a week. Um, yeah, you were one of two people. Has Junior really Smith been said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, looking at Twitter now to see if any names. Uh, S. Sean says, I always remember Andre Brown, NC State overtime game. I don't know. I can't remember if he had a big game, but he had he the nail the in the coffin. So. And got in front of the camera. And was like, that's for you, Greenville. That's not what he said, but that's probably what, what he was What did we ever do to you, bro? Paul Palmer. <laughs> I don't know. That's before my time, I'm guessing. Is that Temple? Paul Palmer. I remember Doug Palmer. I, you know why I know this? Because Jeff Charles, Jeff Charles had him on his show when he was an analyst for Temple. And he played in 1987, played in the NFL. Uh, but I guess Paul Palmer, back when he played, had some big a big performance. And this is Mark, who's a Philly guy, so he would know. Paul Palmer. Uh, JMU's Carden Johnson in 2017, according to Adam Park. That entire team. I mean. Good good answer there. Adam. That was, uh, that's why Mike Houston got the job in Greenville. Great audition for Mike Houston yeah. to come in here and just kick that our ass. That was another one of the Red Sea parting games because they would just run, dive up the middle, and nobody would touch him. All right, we've been going 30 minutes uninterrupted, so we got to take a break. <laughs> Sorry, this one got out of hand. This was a good segment, though. It was. We'll take a break. We'll come back. When we return, we will preview the 2022 ECU backs. For two minutes. <laughs> we will do it quickly. Lightning round when we return after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals individuals and communities thrive. First Bank, Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Mr. Clip Rock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, hour three of today's program. Steve and I go alongside. We talked a long time about... Uh, just a couple old men talking about the glory days, old running backs for East Carolina. And thank you for chiming in on Twitter and Hoist the Colors. Next week, we will talk wide receivers. So start to run through some of those old wide receivers in those big brains of yours that you guys have. 17. I know what Deuce. receiver you're going to say, Clip. 88. 17. 17 all day. 17 the playmaker. All day, air day. Most underrated, Lance Lewis. Stop, I go. We, we got to get to this year's running backs. All right, we have a 1,000-yard rusher for the first time since Coob did it all those years ago. Keaton Mitchell, 1,000 yards last year, part of the 1-2 dynamic duo, Raji Harris. And I go, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the coaches could not have written a better, well, maybe they could have written a better script, where they went 12-0 and and had two 1,000-yard rushers. So I take that back. But to have those guys healthy and to use them at nearly a 50-50 split was uh, was was awesome last year. I, it can't happen two years in a row, folks. It well, can't. We said last year it can't happen, and it happened. So let's watch it happen again. But uh, things went the way they the coaches wanted it to last year, and Mitchell and, and Harris. Mitchell had the, the monster year. Harris had a good year, too, though, in year two. Yeah, it was both the guys had good years. I think, you know, Harris production-wise, for whatever reason, he saw his yards per carry average slip from 4.9 and 3.5, which is, you know, pretty substantial. So – it just feels like he's going to come back stronger this year. We know Keaton is going to have some hype. And I really think both backs, though, they complement each other so well. I mean, it's really the ideal setup. You, you Obviously, you want the star running back. But if you can have two really good running backs, you'll take that any day. And that's what ECU has. And, you know, it's just a perfect setup. And these guys were recruited by Coach Houston to come in here and, and fulfill this role. I don't think we saw them doing it right away like they have as freshmen and then as sophomores or as second-year freshmen because both guys still have three years of eligibility left. But, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be a pleasure to watch. I hope people understand how good these two backs are. And, I go, I wanted to ask you about this. So, Rajay was was pretty highly recruited, or at least I remember his name because we talked about him a lot, partly because I called him Raji Davis, uh, former A's outfielder, for about three months. But I remember his name, whereas I don't remember Mitchell's name during recruitment. Is that how it was? Yeah, I would say Rajay was the more prominent name. In, but both the guys had several offers. And what happened was a lot of the the bigger offers they had, those schools ended up taking other backs. And so really those offers weren't committable anymore. Harris was rated higher, probably got a little more attention. You know, Keaton Mitchell played for Eagles Landing, which is a really good program but it's a smaller school so sometimes there's some question as to how those guys will translate like he ran for like some ridiculous like 2,000 yards his junior and senior season but it's like 
all right, he's playing against some teams who aren't that good. How's mm-hmm. he going to translate? Well, translates pretty well. Uh, Rajay played for Burns in South Carolina, which is one of the premier programs in the state of South Carolina. So he was well-known, and uh, he had a ton of attention. And I think, you know, for whatever reason, South Carolina showed a lot of interest in him but never quite pulled the trigger. And now they did Clemson, so they went in other directions. All right, we know about those two guys and looking forward to seeing them again. It sounds like Pop McKay, and this comes from from Mike Houston, um, that he has been given an opportunity to be that third back, and now it's up to him to take it. At least that's that's how it sounds, right, Stephen? Yeah, I, th- I feel like he's... Is he, it a practice thing? I think it's a practice mindset thing. He's gotten plenty of chances now. I mean, he had basically all of last fall to establish himself as the third guy. There was no other scholarship back on the roster. They brought in Lorenzo Dorr from West Virginia, but he was a preferred walk-on transfer. So, um, to me, Pops had the opportunities this spring. He had all the number two and three reps, basically, because the only other backs were walk-ons or Nemo Squire, and Nemo missed the entire spring pretty much with an injury. So, He's had now two semesters to really hone in on, hey, this is the offense, this is what we expect from you, this is your opportunity. As we'll talk about in a minute, I'm sure things are about to change there. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I I think the ball's in his court. You know, he's clearly got talent. He was recruited at a high level. He's just got to earn the trust of the coaching staff. All right, well, let's talk about some other names that are going to be in this room. Camaro Edmonds, who folks around here remember watching on Friday night highlights when he played at Havelock. He ends up going to North Carolina, but now back in eastern North Carolina as a pirate, Stephen. And uh, what are his chances to see the field in 2022? I think they're very similar to Pops and you know the other guys we'll talk about in that it's wide open. I mean, it's whoever performs the best in practice is going to win the job. Similar to McKay, Edmonds has a, a leg up in terms of he's been in a college weight training program for a year. Now, I'm very interested to see what type of shape he purports in for preseason camp. I have not laid eyes on him uh, thus far since he, he made the move to ECU. I do remember in high school, I saw him going in his junior year at Havelock, and he was pretty – I mean, he was – he was smaller in terms of like his his frame, but he was ripped. And then he gained around 20, 25 pounds over COVID. And, you know, not that it was all bad weight, but it was just one of those things where he showed up a little bit bigger to UNC than expected. And so I think they got to find that happy medium in terms of where is he most explosive and powerful as a running back. And if he can do that, he's definitely got the, the potential to be a, a factor uh, quickly and then long term, of course, too. Stephen, I go hoist the colors here. Chandler, uh, hit the intro. I'm doing a bad job of intro, so let's just go ahead and hit this right. What's your favorite position? Running back. That's cool with me. It's not my favorite, but I'll do it for you. My apologies, everyone, for uh, running for back. To do that. I uh, didn't want to interrupt y'all's conversation, but I did. I was about to be like, uh, "Hey, how about the position song?" Chandler, that would have been a good interruption. You got to know the difference between a good and a bad interruption. So, give me that good interruption next time. Hey! Hey, man! You missed the song! I go... Uh, I'm carrying a concealed, concealed weapon under the table. You know what that weapon is? A marlin gun. <laughs> it's a marlin gun to shoot marlins with when I go fishing with Bryce Williams. Marlin gun, who is this guy? You're going to overhype him and get me excited about him, so go ahead. Well, he's got a great name. I mean, for I know Marlon Gunn Jr. I mean, Nemo Pop 
Camaro, Gunn. Like, all, we got the all-name team in the running back room. There's no doubt. Marlon Gunn, perfect pirate name. Louisiana kid, so he probably likes some fishing. Um, so he's Louisiana. So we got Edmonds, North Carolina, Squire Harris, South Carolina, Mitchell, Georgia, McKay, Bama. We got the whole South covered. Yeah, the whole South, the whole name. That's awesome. I mean, it's a it's a really diverse running back room in, in that term. So, all right, Gun. So, what are his specifications? Um, freshman. <laughs> yeah, he's a freshman. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Six foot. <laughs> 200 uh, plus pounds he is built well i saw him out at the beast of the east said hey to him i've interviewed him before but uh he's got some guns on him i mean he is uh he's rocked up he doesn't look like your normal freshman and he just seems very laid back and, and he's i think he's like not overconfident but he's going to come in expecting to compete like he's not scared of anything uh, I, I feel like he's just a gamer and you know you never know how guys are going to translate to the college level but i'll be surprised if it is overwhelming for him like it is some fresh so you wouldn't be shocked if he is a riser we always have those risers during fall camp yeah he could be like wasn't keaton mitchell when did he come on the scene was season camp of his freshman year yeah. right we started that's the first time i remember really hearing his name because i think rajay was in for the spring even though they didn't have a spring so he was kind of he was kind of familiar whereas keaton came in and just Started ripping off like 75-yard runs in practice. Did we still have Penix at that time? Yep. Okay, so he was going to be the guy. Rajay kind of took his spot, and then Keaton Mitchell mm-hmm. uh, jumped up. I think it was the, the SMU game. We had Chase Hayden, too. That last uh, game of the regular <laughs> oh, season, uh, Keaton Mitchell, kind of, for me, I remember kind of noticing him. Oh, yeah, he had an awesome game because Rajay was out that day. Oh, uh, yeah. And SMU. Keaton was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, um, God, there was somebody else in that running back room, I feel like, because it was – it was Penix, Chase Hayden, and somebody else, and then Rajay and Keaton. And I just feel oh, it was uh, Trace Christian. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. by the end of the year, all those guys were irrelevant because Rajay had to come on the scene and Keaton was was making plays. But And Rajay and Keaton are so established at this point, but just talking about that makes me think that one of these guys could yeah. step up and get some time because Mike Houston likes to let the guys earn it at practice. For sure. I, I just think you, like we talked about earlier, you can't realistically expect, I guess is the best way to say it, to get through the year with just using two backs. Sure. Like last year was an anom- anomaly and they need to get a third back ready, which is why they brought in Edmonds, which is why they're bringing in Gunn, trying to get McKay to come along. I mean, really, you need four guys you feel good about. Yeah. You can lose two running backs in one game. And credit to the coaches. They are preparing as if they have to to have all these guys. And it's good to see Pop back because there was a lot of hoist the colors conversation last year, I go, and other places about Pop McKay potentially not being here this year. So That's how it is with the portal, man. Any guy who's highly recruited, doesn't play a lot, you just kind of look at maybe a person who's... Pay no attention to me. Just talk. I huh? was just wondering what you're doing. I, I'll tell you in a minute. So there are four names on the roster in the running back room, but you also mentioned Edmonds, uh, Gunn, any other? So that's six. Any more? Uh, there's a few walk-ons, but no, nobody substantial. Okay. Uh, I go, how about recruiting-wise? So last week you dropped a bombshell on us that East Carolina only <laughs> they only have did you say like eight scholarships? Uh they're projecting eight to ten, but that number fluctuates. They now have four commitments. They're welcoming in ten official visitors this weekend. So they could take like twelve maybe. Four commits. Last week it was zero, 
right? No, they've got four. Wow. I Maybe hope you should follow paid. recruiting. I'm just, I don't this know. This is why man. we get paid. Who? You. <laughs> Me? You get paid to talk about what's happening. What's happening is four commitments. And I get paid to cover it. Okay. And then here we are. You don't even know what's happening. Look, man. You're, you're too busy living in the past talking about Chris Johnson and <laughs> all these dudes. Like, let's talk about the next Chris Johnson. Yeah, but do you remember that run that Norman Whitley had with yeah, his like dreadlocks years ago, flapping in the wind? And the Liberty Bowl. And I saw yeah. him at Chick-fil-A. Um, all right. So, any backs being recruited right now? Anybody to look out for? Uh, any one of those commits running back? No. Uh, but... Uh, Traylon Mitchell, I think is his name, or Trelon, or uh, he's from Southern Durham, and or um, excuse me, Southern Nash, not Southern Durham. So he's got an offer from ECU. He visited this past week. He's kind of an athlete type, but they want him at running back, and he he's a track guy, fast. He's a burner. Really liked his visit to East Carolina University. Close, maybe, to committing, but now he's going to visit Virginia Tech this coming weekend, so we'll see what happens there. Southern Nash is an interesting spot. I feel like a lot of those guys in the past have favored the ACC, despite ECU being really close on a number of them. Um, So we'll see what happens, but it's kind of a a triple option offense he plays in, so it's kind of hard to project where he's going to fit best, but they do like him at running back, and he'd be a big add. I mean, good size, good speed. And you could add another speedy Mitchell to the backfield. Good stuff. Steve and I go hoist the colors joining us. Make sure you are subscribed and uh, become a VIP subscriber. Great VIP chat earlier this week that Thank I you, really sir. enjoyed and uh, had a lot of good nuggets there. And uh, I go, when you said that he's an athlete, but they're looking, they want him at running back, you know what that reminded me of? Recruiting on NCAA football. And there's a lot of news about it coming back. Yep. I know you're doing all these adult things, but are you going to have some time oh, uh, in your life? 100%. Or? Okay. All right. I'll make time, yeah. even if I have to stay up till like 1 a.m. after everybody's asleep to play. <laughs> I'm going to play, and I'm going to be recruiting those athletes, and I'm going to be lying to, to them. Yeah, and, and I'll end up with like seven five-star athletes, and, and I think they can all play all over, and it turns out they can all only play receiver. Yeah. So then I'll have like 18 scholarship receivers, and all of them are 95 overall and above, and I can't play them all. That's the most frustrating thing. Yep, that happens. I, I wonder if they're going to uh, introduce the portal into this. I mean, I feel like you got to. Yeah, right? that could be fun. I think the whole, the whole thing will be – I mean, there's so many directions they could go. Yeah. Portal. NIL. NIL, conference expansion, which they did in the last version of the game, but even more so now. Steven, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me, Clipster. Bye. We will take a timeout, come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Good job, Chandler. Thanks. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Alrighty, welcome back to the program. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Did you happen to miss today's uh, edition of Pirate Radio Live? Then listen to all of Pirate Radio's archive local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. And now with a stock market report, here is Wes Hines. 
Your Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, closed down 47 points at 30,483. The NASDAQ um, was 11,053. That's down 16. The S&P 500 was down 5 at 3,760. On your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to our Radio Live. Here is Cliff Rock. All right. I have enjoyed my time with the brethren this week, Wes Hines and Chandler Honeycutt. We'll do it one more day on Thursday, which will include Are You Smarter Than Wes? Wes Hines one-on-one against Chandler Honeycutt. A battle of the brains coming up on Thursday. Really looking forward to that. Also, we will talk to Chris Haymeyer, voice of the Campbell Fighting Camels, to preview the 2022 Campbell football squad that will come in here to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium this fall. And also, Ryan Meadows will join us on the program. We'll give you an update on Pitt County Post 39, talk some area baseball. That and a lot more coming up on Thursday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. So we'll see you then at Thursday at 3 for Wes Hines, Chan Man, the crew here at Pirate Radio. I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation. 